Hello. Uh, welcome back. Uh, nice to have you aboard. Um, so I always struggle with that with the starting bit of like, oh, what do I say? How do I start this? Um, so, yeah. Hi. Nice to see you. I can't even say that because I can't actually see you. So if you listen to this, uh, it's nice to have you uh, with us. Um, and yeah, so today, um, it's been a bit of a weird one. I've been back at school today again. So uh, yeah, another day, another dollar, as they say. Um, but yeah, so back in school today, which was really nice. Uh, catch up with a few of the other teachers as well. It was really nice to actually talk to someone face to face and uh, catch up with some of you in school. So I uh, hope you've uh, enjoyed it. I uh, hope you, the rest of you have enjoyed your day. It's been a, it's been a nice day outside. Uh, it's been a bit cold, but never mind. Um, so yeah, it's been nice. Oh, it's just you've hopefully you know you never know you might have been out today and uh, more than once. <gasps> uh, uh, no shocker. Um, and uh, might have met one other person. Don't forget, you can only meet one person. Um, and still keep your social distancing. Um, it's really annoying me. So I was just been out for my walk. And uh, I have to say, I'm actually really annoyed with people, um, and I, I'm struggling to contain it. Uh, and so it's going to come out now. Here we go. So uh, yeah, I'm annoyed because it's like you go out and you're like, people are not keeping the distance, uh, and you quite clearly see that they're meeting up with their person, and uh, you're like, but you're stood literally next door to each other, or there's more than two of you. So uh, and you're quite clearly not related or living in the same household. Um, so it just really annoyed me. Just really annoyed because I'd I'd like to too. You know I'd like to go out. You know meet all my mates. But um, yeah, it just annoys me. Like yeah, the rest of us are doing it. So why don't you? So if you're not been doing it, then you've been told off. Um, so uh, that's that's my little walk today. Uh, I was just chatting with one of my neighbours, Harry, across the road, and uh, we were just saying about how it was annoying us. Although it, it feels really quiet. Like when I've been out for my walk, like normally it's really busy. And um, you not bump into loads of people, but you see, do see loads of other people. But I think everyone's gone, oh, well, I can go out a little bit further. So people have gone out loads. So it was really quiet. It was lovely. I mean, I've just popped into HS to get some milk. milk and uh, yeah, no key whatsoever. Lovely. Popped in. Got what I wanted. Popped out again. Great. Well, no, it's, yeah, keep away from the town centre, I tell you. Um, so yeah, it's great. So um, but yeah, it's nice to go out for a walk, I suppose. And uh, I might get two bits in tomorrow. I might go out for a run and a walk. Who knows if I wake up early enough. I've been waking up way too early as it is. So let's see if I actually do tomorrow. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it's getting ready. Uh, we've just been having some debates today. We've got a uh, quiz tomorrow night. So I'm rather looking forward to my, uh, the quiz. Um, and so we've had uh, debates today about what you should call your quiz team name. And if you are a maths quiz team what you should what puns should you go for for your maths quiz name so um we've eventually gone for because the classic uh quizzy rascals uh is an obvious one um but that's for anyone that's not just math teachers so we've gone for the quizzy pascals if you've been listening to the pod you know who pascal is um and i know i was trying to i i, I was advocating and they got dismissed um by mr goodlad um to go for the quizzy pascals triangles um, which I thought was great. I, I genuinely thought it was good, but uh, unfortunately I got voted down on that one. So we're the Quizzy Pascals tomorrow. So uh, if you're on the uh, quiz tomorrow, uh, yes, that's where it's come from. Um, I was thinking about trying to do a promo for the podcast, the Mr. Badger's Maths podcast, um, and uh, see if I could do a somehow like, you know, hashtag Mr. Badger's Maths podcast, listen. Um, but I thought probably not. 
like most people are probably listening. Oh, no, wait, they're probably not listening. Um, so if you are listening at school, um, yeah, give us a shout out. Like, uh, I'd love to give you a shout out. So uh, give us a drop us a little thing. If you're one of the teachers or one of the sports staff, uh, I need to give you a shout out. Uh, I spoke to Miss Sage today. Uh, she, she was uh, saying that she's been listening. So shout out to you. Um, and uh, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see who which teachers are actually listening. So yeah, get in touch. Um, so uh, today I thought we'd, uh, but probably a little bit of a shorter one because I've been in school today and uh, been very busy trying to nag a few students. Um, yes, you know who you are if you're listening. Um, so I've definitely been nagging a few uh, students to get on with not just math work, but any work whatsoever. Um, so yeah, good luck tomorrow, whoever it is. Um, so uh, I will be nagging you still for remotely. Uh, as I'm not going to be seeing you for a few weeks. Um, so I thought today we'd look at a guy called Carl Gauss. Now, Gauss is uh, one of those kind of names that crops up a lot in uh, maths. And uh, as ever, lots of things are named after people in maths. And one of those guys is Gauss. And we get all sorts of different things, Gaussian equations and stuff. Um, but I thought, Right, let's have a look at a little bit of Gauss. So Gauss was um, from Germany. He was born in 1777, so we're getting a little bit later. Um, and uh, he was one of those people who, um, yeah, tried to, was one of those really annoying kids in class when he was a teacher and uh, just finishes all the work ridiculously quickly. And you're like, what on earth am I going to give them? Like, and you might have been that person. Um, probably not, or you know exactly who that person is in class. Um and uh, you're like, what on earth am I going to do? So Gauss's teacher, his teacher kind of just went, do you know what then? Just add up all the numbers 1 to 100, thinking that'll just like subdue him a little bit and, you know, give him something to do. Apart from he just originally went back and went, uh, yeah, that's 5,050. Uh, but he's not like a human calculator. He didn't kind of just calculate it really quickly. He just was really good at pattern spotting. And uh, if you want to add up numbers really quickly um, from one to whatever, then it's really, really easy to do. So you just think about, well, what about if I've got the sequence one way and what about if I've got it the other way? So if you want one to 100 or one to 99, you go one plus two plus three one way and then you go 99 plus 98 or 100 plus 98 plus 98. So you go all the way one to 100 and then 100 to one. And so if you then add those together, so you get, 1 plus 100 is 101, and you get 2 plus 99 is 101, and 3 plus 98 is 101, and 4 plus 97 is 101, and so on. So you just get loads of 101s. And how many sets of 101 do you get? You get 100. So 100 times 101 is 10,100. Apart from you've got two lots of the sequence, so you just divide it by two and you get 5,050. Really quick in your head. Um, and you're thinking, what? What is he going on about? Write it out and you'll soon see. So uh, he was doing spot really good at spotting kind of what was going on. Um, so where did kind of Gauss kind of, what did he work on maths-wise? Well, one of the things that he um, worked on was a new part of maths, and it's uh, called modular arithmetic. And this is really fascinating. It works really well into number theory. Okay, so Euler had... Um, started on uh, number theory and looking at how you can extend kind of your the ideas of numbers and the patterns of numbers that go on um, and it was one of the modules I did at university and I really enjoyed it actually um, and so what he did was he did a thing called modular arithmetic now that doesn't sound 
particularly ad- abnormal kind of names. But um, so what it does is it looks at, um, yeah, kind of counting and how you count and when you start back to zero. So we do that on our systems of numbers as it is. So normally we count up to 10 and then go to the next digit. So the next one would be zero. So if we count and just look at the last digit, we'd go uh, zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And the next digit would be zero. So it goes back. And so that's uh, what we call module, uh, modulo 10. Um, and so we do that with things like uh, the clock. So a 24-hour clock goes uh, zero, zero, all the way up to... 2359 and then it got clicks around to zero zero again um, and so it's modulo so it goes around in a sequence of numbers and that starts to work in different ways so say if we had something that would say uh modulo eight so zero would be eight uh, zero and then zero mod eight and one would be one mod eight and two would be two mod eight all the way up to seven would be seven mod eight and then eight would be zero mod eight and then nine would be one mod eight. And so it's almost like the remainder when you divide by whatever modulo you're looking for. Now that's really useful um, because you start to find uh, what you've got remainders for. So for example, if you had uh, 75 divided by eight, then that is uh, nine remainder three. So 75 is three mod eight. Now you can start to then spot, start spot, uh, pattern spotting. And that's what's really useful. And it means that we can start to look at a specific group of numbers which are still fascinating mathematicians to this day. And that is the prime numbers. So primes are really difficult because there's no real pattern to them. Um, and there's not, or there's not been proven to be a certain pattern to them yet. And we're constantly trying to find bigger and bigger and prime, bigger prime numbers. But there's no kind of formula for creating a prime number there's ways there's means there's uh, methodologies to it but there's not like uh, uh this one is prime and this one's not prime and this is why um following a formula you've got to do some division and modular arithmetic means that you can find um prime numbers much easier because actually you could just check that it is zero it's not zero for any modulo up to that point or at least up to the square root of it so that's one way that modular arithmetic kind of works. Now, Gauss kind of worked a lot on um, prime numbers. And he kind of came up with what he would call the prime number theory. We'd now call it the prime number theorem. And the difference being that it's now been proven. But he never actually proved it in his lifetime. But it was proven later on. And so it became a theorem. So a bit like Fermat's last theorem. Uh, up until 1994, it was Fermat's last theory. Um, as soon as Andrew Wiles had proven it, it became Fermat's last theorem. Theorem. So it, once it's proven, it becomes a theorem. So we have Pythagoras' theorem, not Pythagoras' theory. Um, so in maths, if it's been proven and it has to be true, then it becomes a theorem. So what did Gauss's uh, prime number theorem actually say? Well, it says, and you might want to write this down, so the number of primes less than x, less than a number, is equal to, or approximately equal to, so it's those funny squiggly equal signs rather than a strictly equal. So it's approximately equal to x divided by the natural log of x. So if you want to look at that on your calculator, it's, it's ln. And so 
What does that tell you? Well, it tells us how spread out the prime numbers are and how many numbers we would expect to have be prime up to that point. So if you get your calculator out, you can see it, how many prime numbers you would expect below a thousand. So you do a thousand divided by log, natural log ln of a thousand. And that works out about 145. And so you'd expect about 145 primes up to a thousand. What about if we wanted to say up to 10,000? So how many primes would we expect it up in the numbers up to 10,000? Well, we do exactly the same. You do 10,000 and divide it by the natural log of 10,000. And you end up with 1,086. So you should end up with about 1,086. So it's an approximation. Now, why is that interesting? Well, it shows that prime numbers get more spread out the bigger the numbers we're going up to. So they're less common as you go through numbers. And that kind of makes sense. Like when you think about like primes up to 10, you've got quite a lot, but up to 20, you've got fewer and up to like 100, it starts to spread out as you go through. And that occurs as we go further and further on. So as X just got 10 times bigger, we've gone from 1,000 to 10,000. Actually, the number of primes only went up by about eight times. So it's going up in a natural logarithmic scale and much smaller. So they're more and more and more spread out. Um, so that means that finding primes as we go further on becomes much harder. Actually, we start to notice that primes start to, uh, or one way of finding primes, uh, we don't find all of them this way, but is that they come in pairs. So they're quite close to each other. So we often have pairs of primes that are very close to each other in the value. So within you know, very small numbers. And we notice that further on. Uh, you know, even small numbers, we start to spot that they come in sort of pairs. So, for example, you might get 43 and 47. Like, they're quite close together. Um, so, prime on um, 41 as well. Um, so, we can start to, especially in pairs, and the bigger and the further away we get, the f more they come in close pairs, um, particularly. Now, one of the other things is that, one of the things that we spoke about yesterday was that Gauss came up with uh, the normal distribution. And he started to spot that things were normally distributed, that things uh, had a bell curve applied to them. And so things like height or how your test scores, uh, how you um, uh, go about most things in life would be spread out by um, the bell curve. And so if you took every all kind of a certain age uh, child, um, and you measured all their heights, actually you spot that you've got some short ones, and m most people are around the mean height, the average height, and, and fewer as you go further on. And most people are close together. And this is how IQ is actually worked out. So IQ has a mean of 100, um, and then it's got what's called the standard deviation so far away. So it says that, uh, what was it? That a 50 mark interval is the standard deviation, and so therefore, you've got um, about 68% of the scores are within one standard deviation, so very close together. Um, so things are bunched together much more around the mean and get spread further and further as you go further apart. Um, and why is that important? Well, actually, the normal distribution is a way of being able to uh, tell where where things are abnormal to what you'd expect. So this comes really into what we call hypothesis testing. And if it wasn't for Gauss, then we wouldn't have the normal distribution and we wouldn't be able to then start to see whether things are uh, working or not.
So, for example, in the pandemic at the moment, we've got um, lots of trials going on and lots of um, vaccine trials and drug trials and whether or not uh, things are giving false positives and things like that. Well, actually, that's used with the normal distribution and or one of the ways would be using the normal distribution, especially if we do a lot of trials, because we can approximate, just as we said with binomial yesterday, we can approximate things to the normal distribution. And what they'll be doing is they'll have a confidence value. And so you say that whether or not it's 99% uh, certain or 95% certain, or even 97.5%, which is quite common. And what will happen is you'll take a, a null hypothesis and say, well, it doesn't work. And you'll try and prove that it does work. And so you've got to prove that um, things are working. And that's what um, the current trials will be doing, is looking at, well, mathematically, does this work or not? Um, and that's where maths comes into uh, this really, really well at the moment. Uh, um, one of the things that I've been speaking to people about is actually how much maths actually plays into what's going on in the world at the moment during the pandemic and how maths can actually help in terms of what um, measures can be taken into place, but also how it's going to go forward. And so the normal, we wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for people like Gauss and coming up with the normal distribution. So there we go. We've got a lot to pay, uh, hope for here with the vaccine and things because of Gauss, um, even though he's got nothing to do with um, maths. Uh, no, sorry, he's got plenty to do with maths. That was a slip of the tongue. Uh, it's got nothing to do with uh, vaccine work or uh, epidemiology or uh, pand pandemics actually what he did was created a really good model that we can fit things onto so there we go good old gauss uh hope you enjoyed that um hope you are keeping yourself safe and well a little bit shorter today but i hope that's probably good um yeah listen out for some more i'll probably be doing one tomorrow before the quiz tomorrow night um and uh hope to see, uh, speak to you soon bye bye Thank mm -hmm. you.